0: Leslie Corinne Christ, born on April 28, 1991, was an American television correspondent, model, and beauty pageant title holder who was crowned Miss USA 2019. As Miss USA, she represented the United States at the Miss Universe 2019 competition and finished in the top 10. Chris was also a licensed attorney and had served as a correspondent for Extra from October 2019 until her death. For her work on Extra, she was nominated for two Daytime Emmy Awards. I've got to tell you guys, this one was difficult, very I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to get through this. There's, there's a few reasons why. No, I didn't know her, personally. But you see, from one suicide survivor to another, there's a language that we speak that only someone who's ever thought about suicide seriously can understand it's like you know them even if you've never met them but there's more you see the the irony was here I was I've been on a hiatus from my podcast and I said on Sunday says I'm going to record something same day, typically when I record, I don't record and put out the same days, usually days later. In fact, as I've mentioned before, there's content right now, episodes that I've done already, that all I had to do is hit send from weeks ago. I have been going and am going through personal struggles in my life to where I was not in the mood to podcast. I didn't want to put out content. I w- I've been struggling. Myself. And then becoming overwhelmed with all of the notable suicides that I mentioned in my latest episode, Shoulder shrug. If you haven't listened, feel free to hit pause and go and listen because this this will make a lot more sense afterward. Right. So on Sunday, I get on here. I update my audience about my life and what I'm feeling and going through and my struggles. And once you've listened to that episode, you know that I spoke about suicide. I know it's uncomfortable for some to hear and triggering and again, trigger warning. I should have mentioned that at the beginning, but understand that this is a real issue. I mentioned statistics like it's the 10th leading cause of death period in the United States. Second amongst those ages 10 to 34, we know the statistics. And we know black and brown people are have a higher propensity to take their own lives because of the stigma that surrounds us because of our color. So I mentioned names that those who had took their own life. I talked about suicide. I talked about it in an open way. And I titled the episode, Shoulder Strug, if you, if you put two and two together, with a picture of Kanye West, love Kanye, by the way, with a lyric from a recent song that said, ain't no love, shoulder shrug. Won't he do it? Yes, he does. Won't he do it? Yes, he does. My life was never easy because those words I relate to so much because sometimes it feels like there is no love and all you can do is just shoulder shrug. My life was never easy. So I put that episode out. And that day too, on Sunday, I did a clubhouse room that was very successful talking about women's mental health. When I let my my female moderators take the reins and moderate my space, we had over 250 people in the room talking about women's mental health because we focus a lot on men, but you women, you beautiful, strong women, Need support too. So from one to three Sunday I do my clubhouse room. From about four to five, I recorded that episode, shoulder shrug, put it out, no editing, it went out raw. Ten minutes later I'm on Instagram and one of my dear friends repost a post which happened to be Chesley's last Instagram post. Where she said. May this day bring you rest. And peace. I was looking at the comments trying to find out what's going on. People are saying rest in peace. Google. And it turns out. This beautiful girl took her own life. And so compounding on what I just had talked about for an hour, I get off and there's another one. Miss USA. 400,000 Instagram followers, successful living in a high-rise apartment building, condominium in New York City, No, no doubt was very expensive to live in, successful in many rights, and magnificently beautiful, radiant, glowing, had just posted videos on her YouTube channel and her Instagram days before talking about makeup and fashion, looking to be so happy. gone at the age of 30. You see, this affected me so, so deeply because I saw myself in her. Same age, seemingly successful, have great things going for you. Not, I don't, I didn't have the level of success she had, but some measure of it. And all the pressure that that brings. When people can look at you and just think you have it all, what could be wrong with you? You seemingly have it all. No, I'm just a great actor. (laughs) I make you think that. But little do you know how empty on the inside we truly are. But it was something further because immediately when I saw this girl, who I had not known, it turns out later through mutual friends, there's some of my mutual friends who knew her personally and went to school with her at Wake Forest University. But it was more than that. I was sitting in a clubhouse room talking about what inspires you. And they they come to me and says, Justin, what's on your mind? And I said to my good friend Lauren, I says, My heart is so heavy. It's like a it's like an iron is sitting on my chest, beaming down, putting pressure like someone's standing on me. And I shared what I was feeling because in that very moment when I saw what had happened to Chesley, I thought of one of my near dear friends. Now this friend has a lot of social media followers, gets hundreds, if not thousands of likes every time she posts a photo radiant, beautiful. Makeup on fleek, as we say, flawless, always done up, always the light of the room, successful, educated, coming from a great family. I mean, quite frankly, she's the type of woman that a man, most men would be intimidated to walk up to, to even say hello. She's that great. But she's my friend and in that moment I thought about her because ironically she was the one who shared the post and I know enough of her to know that she's been struggling day to day. Dealing with her emotions, dealing with the pressures that comes from someone in her field and that looks the way she does because people will look at her and assume there can be no wrong with you. You must have it all together. See, when someone's popular, when we quote unquote are normal people, we look at people with popularity or with that blue Instagram verifiable check with crowns and sashes, we look at them like, oh, if only, if only I could have what you have. But we ignore a simple truth, that simple truth that these individuals are just that. Individuals. Human beings just like you and I with feelings, emotions, and problems. The only difference is more people know who they are than they do us. And that when they mess up, it makes the news. It gets notoriety. We get to do it privately. But it doesn't invalidate their experience. It doesn't invalidate their feelings and what they go through. In fact, it's usually the ones who have the platforms, who have the followers, who have the notoriety. When they make stands for their mental health, the Simone Biles, the Naomi Osaka's, the Charlemagne's, and there's many more, who take a stand for mental health, that's when a lot of people wake up. Because they think it's cool again because a celebrity does it. And that's for a different discussion. But right now, I want to demonstrate to all of you the power of checking in on someone that you care about. Don't assume they're okay. Check on them. Make sure of it. Make sure that they never feel alone. Because many of us do. And many people take their own lives because they felt like it was the only way to get rest and peace. I'm going to keep my friend's identity anonymous, of course. But as I'm going through these motions the other day, there's a few things that came to mind. I thought I need to check on my friend because this lady, the queen, Chesley, just her aura, her image, her looks reminded me so much of my friend. And knowing that my friend struggles, I had to reach out. And if you know me, I'm a voice memo guy I'm not a caller I will I will send you eight minutes worth worth of voice memos before I ever call you that's me or text me don't call my phone I sent her about seven minutes worth of voice memos on Sunday around six o'clock it took me a while I was so shaken I was I was shaken I was just rattled by this news someone that's how much things can really impact you someone I've never met in person I've never met before there's someone you follow on social media they take their own life for some it's easy just to say "Uh-huh," but for me as an advocate but most before I'm an advocate before I'm a podcaster ladies and gentlemen I'm a survivor I've made attempts and Where this young lady, I won't go into details because I don't want to trigger anyone, but where this lady took her own life, I wasn't that far from that very spot just four months ago. I told you how I felt, episode 7 a.m., 7 p.m. in New York, 1 p.m. in Virginia Beach. I was this close. This close. Here's a secret too, before I, if you go back and for my dedicated listeners, the episode 1 p.m. in New York was recorded days before 7 p.m. Excuse me, 1 p.m. in Regina Beach was recorded days before 7 p.m. in New York. Ironically, 7 p.m. was released first. But in one, the first episode I talked about, I was going through emotions, realizing some things, but don't worry, I'm not suicidal. And in that moment, that was true. Days later, it changed. Days later, I had plans to never come back home. And I was in a city, in a place, where I could easily make that happen. And the irony here is that same area where I was is where this beautiful soul's life came to an end. So think about these emotions that I'm feeling, right? In the moment, I'm thinking about my life. I'm thinking about my own mental health, my own, my, my own, um, you know, mortality. I'm thinking about the survivors. I'm thinking about this young lady's family. I'm thinking about my friend. So after I sent these voice memos to her, letting her know how much I cared about her, that she was loved, that she wasn't alone, that if she ever, ever needed to talk to someone, I was here. At 921, she sent me this. Justin, I just listened to these notes and I'm in tears because what you said was exactly what I needed to hear in this very moment. Hearing about her death has resonated with me so much because people look at her in ways I'm sure people look at me and say, who wouldn't want that life? But it it can be so, so heavy sometimes. Even last night, I went out with friends and had to leave because the heaviness was just so much. I cried for 45 minutes straight. It's exhausting to feel so much, but also a gift I try to share. And the voices can get so loud sometimes, and it just feeds you the worst lies. So I am so grateful that this was on your heart and that you shared those words of comfort with me because I needed it right now in this moment more than you know. I am trying and will continue to try and people like you keep me going and keep living day after day. I'm in tears. I wanted to send a voice note, but it will sound a mess, laugh out loud. But I'm so thankful for you, thank you, thank you, for seeing me and letting me show all sides of myself. It's a blessing to have people who hold your fragile parts with care and that's something you do for me. Life has been heavy, and I'm sorry to hear it's been heavy for you too. I understand the pressure. I'm here for you, always just know that. I will always listen. And my response, I said, beautifully said, I have nothing much to add, laugh out loud. That I'm glad and honored that I was able to reach you. I just had this heavy hearted feeling and I was just like, man, I just have to say something. And now I feel so much better. It's always going to be a day-to-day struggle, but we both know we aren't alone in the fight. And her last response was, yes, alone is something we never have to be. Thank you for your love. What if I had been thinking of checking in on my friend and one day life got too much for her? And she decided to end her life. Knowing that I never reached out, knowing my friend and knowing some of the things that she deals with and that I never reached out, it would pain me. It would be a a huge sting in my heart to know that I could have just checked. And even if it doesn't change the result, because at the end of the day, we can't control. We can't control everyone, right? We can't save everyone, but we can at least let them know that we care, right? It's a saying. They don't want to know how much you know. People want to know how much you care. And take it from me, as someone who has attempted their life several times, in that moment, we it's we're blurred to reality. We only can see that feeling of emptiness, of feeling alone. I had to make sure that my friend knew that she wasn't alone and I couldn't sleep. I couldn't rest until I did. And I'm so, so glad that I did because it was truly on my heart. And I want to be that type of friend for any person that I encounter, any person that I care about, any person that I love. I want to be there for them because we truly do not know what someone is masking, what they're hiding. It's it's tough out here, y'all. It's 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 it's, it's a really it's getting really really bad, and it could become extremely overwhelming. But there's, there's power in camaraderie, there's power in love, there's power in coming together and letting people know that you care, that you care. That's why I was so passionate in this in, in the last episode, because I realized that there's a lot of people in my life who don't. And it's okay, but I just need to know the difference. I need to know the difference. I'm still just talking about it. It gets me, it gets me choked up because part of me, if I'm being in my most vulnerable spot moment, part of me envies some of these individuals. Because sometimes the weight is just too much to carry. And at least I say, they found rest and peace. At least they're no longer suffering. At least they're no longer in pain. Sometimes I envy those who are gone because sometimes I wish it was me. But then there's other times when I feel strong, I feel emboldened to help others, to to fight through each day and just to inspire people and to support people and to do the best I can to fight through. Because if I can do it, maybe someone else will because they saw me. What's, What's one of my favorite lines is that one day someone will see how you overcome and overcame your obstacles, your difficulties, your challenges, your suicidal ideology, and how you survived will become a part of their survival guide. Meaning we don't realize how much power that this friend of mine has that when she's able to make it, there's others who will be able to make it as well. That's why I'm here. And if anything, this weekend reminded me of that. It put me back in my place. It humbled the crap out of me and it reminded me of why I started this podcast. If there's anything good to come out of this terrible situation is that I know what I must do. Is it going to be easy? Is it going to be perfect? No, because I'm, I'm fighting, just like you. But I know what I'm determined to do. I wanna share with you a few things, a statement from Chesley's family. They said, in devastation and great sorrow, we share the passing of our beloved Chesley. Her great light was one that inspired others around the world with her beauty and strength. She cared, she loved, she laughed and she shined. Chesley embodied love and served others, whether through her work as an attorney, fighting for social justice, as Miss USA, and as a host on Extra. But most importantly, as a daughter, sister, friend, mentor, and colleague, we know her impact will live on. I wanna stop for a second and say, of course, for anyone struggling with any suicidal thoughts at this moment, please reach out to a friend for help. Reach out to the crisis line if you need to, 1-800-273-8255, or you can text them at 74141. That's 1-800-273-8255. Before I get to this, there's there's something else that brings this even more full circle for me at the same time. It's like, it's like you're being hit. It's like dodgeball almost like everyone hitting you at the same time. It's like you can't duck and dodge like everything's coming at at one time. Right. But before I do, I want to as I as I wrap up my conversation and just sending condolences and love and healing to Chesley's family. to all those who we've lost to suicide recently, all those who we know we will continue to lose. And I send healing to all of my listeners, no matter what you're going through, know that you're not alone. Know that there's someone there. It sounds cliche, but it's true. But we just have to see it. I know it's easier said than done. Trust me. Trust me. But let's let's do it together. And I pray that we can take this moment to not focus on how Chesley passed, how she died, but rather to celebrate how she lived and how she impacted this world and just 30 years of life in a way that she will always be remembered. Brittany Moses kind of summed that up in a beautiful way. She had a a Twitter thread um, that she reposted to her Instagram. You could find her on Instagram at Brittany, two T's Moses, M O S E S. Or on Twitter with the underscore between Brittany and Moses. She says, I've been trying to grapple my mind around the beauty and tragedy of Chelsea, Christ. And what keeps coming to mind is the deep importance of having people in spaces in our life where we allow ourselves to be fully seen and supported, especially in positions of high expectations." Before I go forward, I'm not going to stop after each one because there's so much that she's about to deliver to us. But I thought that was powerful. Allow ourselves to be fully seen, supported, especially in positions of high expectations. and that it, it stuck out to me because that's one thing that my friend mentioned in, in her response to the love I shared with her was that I allowed her to be seen and held her fragile parts with care. That's friendship. just letting someone know that you're seen. I had a friend reach out. I, for the last couple of days going through these feelings of emotions. I was on social media posting about how I was feeling and folks posting about different things, but I wasn't answering the phone. I wasn't texting back. And one of my friends was worried, sent me memos, sent me, I just want to check on you. And it might seem like even if the person like me doesn't want to respond. And eventually I did, but something that small just for someone to maybe see that, Because you don't never know how close someone might be on edge. But for them to see that there's at least someone, hey, I'm just checking on you, man. You don't know how powerful that can be to keep someone from making a decision that's permanent. Because of high expectations. Showing someone that they're seen, supported, and loved. She continues, we don't have to tell the world everything we're going through, but we are all worthy of having a trusted few people or spaces of support where we can surrender expectations and fully show up as ourselves in honesty about our struggles, whether that's therapy or with loved ones. Chelsea, Chris's story is jarring for many because it reminds us that there can be a stark contrast between the cultural image of accomplishment and a person's true inner life. It reminds us that depression can look like success and that the image of success is in everything, powerful. Don't get confused by the mask that many of us put on. Whether we have a hundred followers or a hundred million, whether we have a hundred dollars or a hundred million, there's many people masking what they're going through believe it she continues i think it's worth visiting chelsea Christ's own words from her essay in allure magazine and i quote why work so hard to capture the dreams i've been taught by society to want when i continue to only find emptiness emptiness more of chelsea uh, own words. I was rewarded with a lonely craving for the next award. Some would see this hunger and label it competitiveness. Others might call it the unquenchable thirst of insecurity. The unquenchable thirst of insecurity. Wow. Know that Chelsea Chris is not at all alone in what she felt. There are many high-functioning people who struggle with the dissonance between keeping up with expectation and their mental health. That's why who's around us and the level of honest support they bring is so important. That's why giving people the space to be human, creating protections around cyberbullying, knowing the signs of suicide prevention, And destigmatizing the conversation around mental health, especially in communities of color, are so important. And let me just stop right there. There's a few other slides. When you're listening to this, happy Black History Month. And we also shout out to not just black people, but BIPOC, so indigenous and other people of color. But one of the themes of Black History Month in the month of February this year is health and wellness. The irony, right? Health and wellness. I'm recording this on February 1st. So it's the first day of Black History Month. Now, we shouldn't need a month for us to just focus on ourselves. We should be doing that all year, doing things that are intentional for our mental health. Yet, with everything going on, with all the lives that we've lost recently, I hope we start to look at things a little bit different. Further, there are likely so many layers to Chelsea's Chris story that we still don't know and may and may never know that could have contributed to her mental state. So I'm praying for her family and friends that they'd be surrounded by love and support during this time. I can only imagine. I want to highlight that she was so much more than the tragedy that surrounds her. And I do think we should aim to remember people by the fullness of their life and not just mark them by their end. That's key. See, I opened this episode with telling you about who this person was. Share with you the statement from their family, things that their friends and family say about this person. Obviously, a part of the conversation is speaking about how she lost her life. But we never can forget how she lived it. Brittany Moses finishes her her thread in a beautiful way and something that I just mentioned moments ago always remember you don't have to sit in your darkest moments alone at any time you can call the suicide prevention hotline at 1-800-273-8255 or text home to 741 741 actually I think it's 7 that's a typo it's 74141 That's too many numbers love 74141 at the crisis text line To talk to a trained crisis counselor who is genuinely there to listen and support you. And I'll be the first to tell you, I've used that line a lot in the last 90 days. A lot. Chesley, to your family, we send you love and healing. To my friend who remains unnamed, thank you for receiving the love that I've shared. And just know that I will continue to be here and surround you with love. And just understand that I see you. I see you. And I hope the world sees you. And gives you the love. And may you never feel unseen. May you never feel unloved. May you never feel alone. And that goes for all of you. You know, this, this, I I had to come back to the microphone because my heart was so heavy and I had no other, I, I didn't know any other way to talk about it. But to you all. And on top of everything else that I expressed to you so far, yesterday the 31st made 14 years since I lost a friend of mine by the name of Jonathan Kyle Lorenzi. I'm including his obituary in the episode notes. I talked about him and my friend Patricia, who I lost at a very young age, um, in episode five, a very early episode in the podcast, back in May of last year. Good grief, I hate Thursdays. And that was titled, so if you've never heard it, go, feel free to go check it out, Spotify, Google, Apple. I talked about losing both of my friends. One was killed and one took his own life. Both on Thursdays. And I talked about the trauma of finding out those things and dealing with those emotions and those feelings. And the grief of dealing with that at 14 and 15 years of age. But on January 31st, 2008, so 14, I can't believe it's been that long, 14 years ago. If if Jonathan was still alive today, his 30th birthday would be on February 15th, 30 years old. But he's been gone almost as long as he's lived. And uh, me and Jonathan, we had several classes together one of my best friends at the time. And I remember that day that he left 14 years ago, yesterday, he skipped school, it was a Thursday. And when we got home, someone went by his home to check on him. And there he was gone. And he was Fifteen years of age at the time, just a few weeks from his sixteenth birthday. I think about that too, like how you know you're growing up, and I, I never celebrated my birthday like that. Or you obviously acknowledge it um, when you turn to age, but like sixteen was like that one, right? Like growing up, like yo, I'm sixteen. A lot of a lot of girls throw the sweet sixteen, but like you know, go, graduating from fifteen to sixteen, you're that much closer to eighteen. We were what sophomores. Many people at 16 are starting to drive if they aren't already driving. Like turning 16, like I don't really remember too much of it myself because it was so long ago for me, even. But like, yo, know, I'm 16 now. Like, you know, 16, you know. <laughs> but I think about it and I'm like, my friend never made it to 16. He never saw his 16th birthday. He never walked at graduation. He never, Graduated from college. I mean, many of the people I went to high school with, some of them, many of them have children now, successful. None of that ever happened for my friend. There's a lot of life that he's missed out on. In addition to thinking about my friend Jonathan today, as you guys all know, I shared last episode that I'm a proud board director for the Lee Thompson Young Foundation. And, of course, you can support us. Look in the episode notes. You can go to our website and find out about what we're doing, the events we're holding. You can go to my flip calls and donate. If you have anything you like to donate towards, we are raising money to be able to support some of these events. So I have a goal of raising 5 k for 2022. So feel free to click that link. Anything, if you have a dollar, five bucks, whatever. Feel free to raise, uh, to help us raise money there. Uh, but... Today, on February 1st, is Lee Thompson Young's birthday. If he were alive, he would be 38 years of age. And then I think about that as well, too. I think, like, you know, 38, you know, I mean, I'm I'm pushing 30, but 38 is like, that's still kind of young, right? Like, you're not 40 yet. You're born in the 80s. You know, you're, you haven't hit your 40s yet. You still have a long, successful career ahead of yourself, maybe a family, children, you know. Like 38 is a nice, I mean, I don't, I don't want it anytime soon. I got, I got like eight, nine years to get there. But I think about that. I'm like, you know, he, Lee was 29 when he passed and he never saw his 30th birthday. And if I'm fortunate enough, I'll hopefully get to see mines later this year in about six or seven months. But I just think when I think about the people that we've lost and the things that they were, they missed out on that they'll never see milestones, seeing their loved ones grow up, children, nieces, nephews, family, it's sad. But at the same time, it encourages me to want to keep fighting. It encourages me to want to keep going despite some of the emptiness that I feel despite the hurt and the pain that I deal with, that some people could never understand unless you've been in someone's shoes. But we take moments to just remember our loved ones. Remember the friends. One other thing I will mention: one of my podcast listeners just reached just today. I won't mention her name. I won't go into detail, but she shared with me, and she's one of my faithful listeners, that she's dealing with a tough time because her daughter's best friend at 15 took her own life just a few weeks ago. And I'm misquoting exactly what she said, but she mentioned to me how hard it is right now. She's trying to support the family, trying to wrap her mind around what happened, and then also trying to keep her eye on her daughter. Because one of the things that 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 happens, there was an article that... that the Lee Thompson Young Foundation shared today that we've seen an uptick in suicides when prominent people commit suicide or take their own lives. See, I'm not perfect. When prominent people take their own lives, we see an uptick in suicide. And, and this is not to blame. We'll never put the blame on those who are gone, but it's it's just like with anything in life, right? Where Things become trendy and many many people, though, that's just the way out. That's just normal. And they'll just follow suit. Because they feel like that's the only way that I can get rest and peace. Again, I just I feel a lot better coming in and having this conversation. I'm glad I made it through without being too emotional. Hopefully I wasn't too choked up earlier. I was a mess on Sunday. I'll tell you that much um and that's okay it's okay to be in your emotions it's okay to be in your feelings it's okay to be hurt and to admit it and to be vulnerable with people you love and care about stop trying to hold that back like let it out because i promise you before i was able to send those memos and get out what i really wanted to say like it was my heart my my soul was just beaming like i really needed to like it would have tore me up holding it. and i'm still overwhelmed by it it's still a lot it's a lot for anybody to keep seeing these things. Like, I understand people taking a break from social media, or, you know, deleting some apps and just taking some time back to reset. It's like, I please take some time for self-care and self-love. Do what you need to do for yourself, please. It's not selfish. People will t- people will call you selfish. Well, I haven't seen you come out in a while. I haven't seen you around. Why are you changing up? No, I'm taking time for me. I'm taking time back. If you need me, you can call me. I'll I'll make sure I'll check in with you, make sure I'm okay. but I I need to step away because some things are triggering. And I'll admit I've been triggered lately, but I'm fighting through. I'm fighting through. But one thing that's going to help me as I end this little episode again, this isn't even a part of the season. This is just my truth. This is just this is who I am. Um, I'm happy to announce, you know, I realized how much I miss this microphone and what this does for me, no matter. It doesn't get rid of my problems, but it gives me the avenue. This is one of my coping mechanisms. This is one of my ways of of being my best self. And I realized that I missed it. So you know what? You know what? I don't know when this episode is going to come out. Well, we will be back with season two, episode number one. On Monday, February 14th. That's Valentine's Day, right? We'll be back. Monday. You heard it here first. I haven't even announced it on social media. You'll hear it here first. February 14th. Monday, February 14th. Episode number one of season number two. The Mental Wealth Podcast. Heard in now 26 countries. We're coming back with a vengeance. Oh, this this year is going to be good. Oh, 2022, you best believe I told y'all last episode, oh, we're going to fight through because we we, we got a mission. I've got a mission and I'm not going to rest until I accomplish my mission. So February 14th, season two, episode number one, the Mental Wealth Podcast. We'll be back. To everyone out there, to all my listeners, to all my supporters, I want to say I love you. I thank you. I support you. I need you. I'm appreciative of you. As I always say in my podcast, I love you and there's nothing that you can do about it. I hear you. I feel you. I see you. But I'm going to end this one just a little bit different. To each and every one of you, may this day, bring you rest and peace.